Hello to everybody putting unnecessary license plates on your golf carts. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here. Welcome to Beautiful Anonymous. Gotta uh, get this out of the way if you're in New Jersey. And I know many of you are, because I've been shouting to the hills about New Jersey since the day this show started. I got a show in Asbury Park, my other podcast, New Jersey is the World. We're doing a live show, House of Independence. That's on February 2nd. This episode drops February 1st. So if you're in Jersey, you want something to do, houseofindependence.com for tickets. Grab them. And guess what? If you're saying, I'm a little worried about COVID, ticket sales are piss poor. So you'll have a lot of room to stress, stretch out. Be by yourself. Nothing to worry about. So come on out, Jersey. Maybe I'll see you there. Have to thank everybody who was so kind and compassionate and supportive towards last week's caller. That caller revealed some truly dark things, concerning things, and I saw a lot of empathy and compassion amongst the listeners of the show. So thank you for that. Made me proud to be part of this community, and I, I wish nothing but the best to last week's caller, as I do to all the callers, including this week's caller. This week's caller is going to be divisive. We have had a few callers who have been in maybe similar positions in life. Our caller is a sugar baby. Our caller is someone who uses a website where people can find people who want money involved in dating. And it's sort of a hazy gray area as to how many define that. I think many people define that differently for themselves as far as the boundaries and limits they set. We'll talk about that. And we'll talk about how she has sort of a unique corner of this world that appeals to guys about different things that guys are looking toward forward uh, from her. It's not always just sex, um, as well as what she's looking at as far as her future. And her her present is rather specific and unique and funny as well. So I'm going to go ahead and say a lot of people are going to hear this. They're going to have strong opinions. There's some people who I think are going to just find it to be a fascinating and entertaining story. There's some people who might think that it's really wrong. There's might some people who might see it as empowerment in action. It's divisive. What I will ask is please, as always, be compassionate, be kind in your reactions. Express them, but express them thoughtfully and with humanity. Because that's what this show is about at the end of the day. There's too much histrionics, screaming, yelling, knee-jerks, reactions to things be human beings, react to each other. It's a fascinating world. There's a whole underground out there. There's a whole underground world that a lot of us don't ever see. And this caller's living right in the thick of it. Enjoy the call. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hi. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> ah, oh my gosh. <laughs> How's it going? Ah, it's it's going well. I am currently sitting on my bed covered in four dogs. You, know, you could probably hear one growling right now. Covered uh, in dogs. Yeah. How are, how are you? I'm good. I'm sitting in a chair. There's no dogs in my house as I don't own any. That's good because I I know you don't you're not not the biggest fan so that's that's good I'd be worried if there was one there if there were four dogs on me it would mean that I was currently being attacked by dogs yes so <laughs> uh. luckily all of mine are like the littlest guy he's only like two pounds he's he's a little baby so okay uh, I think I think you could fend him off okay your shoe is probably bigger than him so. Wow, that sounds so, like a cute it'll, it'll dog. It'll be fun. He's pretty cute. Pretty cute. He's a good dude. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, in, in general, things are good. The weather where I am is great. Jersey's really working for me today. And then this morning, um, I was supposed to have like a big work morning, but then Hallie couldn't sleep last night, so she slept in, and I was with the baby and blah, blah, blah. So I have a little bit of stress like I fell behind, but it's all just because I kind of took Cal and went outside and played with him so Hallie could sleep. So that's a pretty good reason to have some stress. 
Yeah, if there was any reason to, you know, miss doing stuff, I'd say that's that's a pretty good reason. So, congratulations yeah. on that. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm feeling good. Oh, Sounds like we're both having pretty pleasant moments right now. Yeah, we are. I've actually, I've been, I'm a, I'm a grad student, so I don't have a particularly uh, set schedule. So I've kind of, I, it's bad. I've been, I've been pretty lazy the last couple, <laughs> couple of weeks of like not, not doing too much because I'm kind of at a, a little bit of a suck point in my research, sort of, and so I've just sort of been a. Uh, procrastinating a little bit more than perhaps I should be, but no. What was the phrase you used? A what A what point? Stuck point. I'm a little stuck. stuck. Got it. Oh, I thought you were using some sort of technical academic term, but I, term, but I do know <laughs> that word, stuck. That's simple. Uh, yes, I, I use only the most technical academic term because <laughs> I'm a technical <laughs> What are you studying? Yes, I'm, I'm in a PhD program for mechanical engineering, actually, but uh, it's, it's all just arts and crafts really that's that's what i tell everyone it's just arts and crafts oh don't sell yourself short this is i can i can glue oh, no, it, <laughs> i can glue a cotton ball I, uh, down to a piece of construction paper but no one would trust me to build a bridge okay you know okay well no one should trust me to build a bridge either absolutely not uh but i mean i'm basically so i i work on well none of this is gonna make much sense and I wish I could show you a picture or something because I'm so bad at verbally explaining things, but uh, I do okay when I can show a picture. But I, I make these lattice structures for, you know, building stuff, lightweight, high performance, yada, yada, yada. There's a, there's a whole spiel I could give, but it's not particularly interesting. But the way I make them is by using like crocheting and weaving techniques. So I'm basically just crafting all day just with really expensive materials. So, and <laughs> it's it's arts and crafts, Chris. It's arts and crafts. So it is more than I should have trusted you. Um, so you crochet <laughs> and weave and build facsimiles of larger structures that will be built to scale in real life. So it's sort of like instead of having a solid block of material to build something, it's having this cellular. Um, sort of lattice structure that you could use to build something instead. Um, I, I have a grant from, from NASA, so it's vaguely, you know, related for building stuff in space. And so when you send stuff up in the space, you want it to be lightweight because it's expensive to send stuff in space. You don't want to send a super giant, heavy rocket up into space. So they, they want lightweight, um, lightweight materials to send up there, but you know, it still has to be high performance because it still needs to, you know, perform, perform well. So basically like making just, you know, whatever you would build a normal structure out of make that, but lighter. And the way you do that is by, you know, taking out material. So you, you end up with these lattice structures, Damn. if that makes sense. <laughs> if a grant from NASA. Yeah. See, uh, I'm going to do a lot. You're going to think I'm selling myself short again, but it was really, I, I applied for it with a lot of help from the professor I was working for at the time. And she had other students in my lab who also had that grant. So they kind of knew her. So she helped, she helped so much with the, with the application process. So I, I all thanks all thanks to her really. She like went back in, I wrote it and she's like, this is a start. And then <laughs> <laughs> basically rewrote the whole thing. <laughs> so shout but out to her. It doesn't change the fact. That's that's a pretty cool day when that check when that check shows up in the account. Yeah. I mean it's not I mean I'm on a PhD stipend, so you know, it's it's not like a master's where you have to pay for it, but uh it's it's not not a ton of money. Uh I live in I live in the city, New York City. I I feel fine saying that because there are, you know, ten billion people who live in New York City. So uh yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess that sort of brings me to the the other interesting oh yeah, sorry. Oh no, please finish this sentence. <laughs> the other <laughs> reason I, I I have a feeling that uh Anita patched me through on this one is um so as as you know, New York City is very expensive and uh grad students don't make a ton of money. So to supplement my income, I, uh, for about, this started about five months ago, 
Are you familiar with the website called Seeking Arrangement? I am. Um, if I, <laughs> I know, I I heard about it either. I just kind of like I feel like it's out in the ether, and I just sort of like vaguely knew that it existed. Well, yeah. If I'm remembering right, this is a website where you can basically find, depending on what you're looking for, I guess the shorthand would be sugar babies, sugar daddies, sugar mamas, sort of Bingo. quasi, I guess it, it, I guess qualifies as sex work, but sort of maybe occupies like a, yeah, it's, it's kind of, I, I know, I've, yeah, I've been kind of, I not like struggle with it uh, a little bit, but it is sort of because it's like I very much think of myself as a grad student and not as like a, a sex worker. And I don't want to make it seem like I'm, you know, speaking for all sex workers because this is just sort of something that I like dabble in uh, to just sort of make extra income. Um, and it's not like my whole livelihood depends on it. And uh, obviously that gives me a lot more privilege and, you know, being able to say no to, you know, people that I don't want to see and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, I mean, like if you, if you, if you think about it, if you just look at the nuts and bolts of it, it's like, yeah, you are, you are getting paid for, for sex. And so that is, you know, sex work, I guess, technically, but yes, uh, sugar daddy, sugar babies. So I guess, I guess I am a, uh, I am a sugar baby, which I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't tell a lot of people about, um, for, for, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you can understand why. I mean, I, it's weird cause I absolutely don't have any shame about it at all. And I don't judge other people who do it and I don't think they should be judged and it's totally fine. And like, if you want to do that, like go for it, like all power to you, but it's still, <laughs> It's not something that I'm going to go, like, tell my parents, you know? Okay. Uh, yeah. That's a fascinating life you're leading. Yes, me, my four dogs, and my sugar daddies. Yep. Did you say yep. sugar daddy or uh, sugar daddies? Daddies. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know if this is particularly normal either, but so finding finding a guy, consistent guy can be kind of hard well for me at least I mean I don't I don't look like a supermodel I think my main selling point on the site is that I'm in a PhD program and so they're like oh wow a girl I can have a real conversation with which is kind of offended to other girls because I'm sure they are just as smart as I am um but it's like you know kind of play that up like uh yes I'm a smart girl not like those other girls which feels weird at some point. Um, so I try, I try not to play that up too much, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's like a regular dating site, you know, you, you meet, you, you talk to people and you match with them and then I'll go on like dinner dates and stuff. But, you know, a lot of times it just kind of doesn't continue and just sort of peters out. Um, or like you'll see someone once and then they just, you know, just like, don't get back to you. So I kind of had to, you know, it's like a job application, you know, you, you have to apply for a lot of jobs and see which one you get. Um, so I have kind of a couple of different guys that I, that I rotate through seeing cause some, um, there will be some guys that I, I see, but like maybe like once a month or something. And that's like, you know, not, you know, quite enough to, to make rent. So then I, I have, um, kind of a couple of different rotating <laughs> ones. Um, I guess also it's just, um, not to sound too shallow, but man, is it fun to make money? Um, as someone who who's lived on basically a grad student budget for my entire adult life, it's like nice to have like <laughs> extra money. Um, I I mostly you know spend it on whatever dogs and, and groceries and stuff, but it's just uh, I know it's it's it feels good having like a little bit of an extra safety net just in case, you know? Well, I have so many questions, so many thoughts. Yes, go ahead. I imagined you would. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, first things first. Anybody yes. listens to the show knows, I just kind of 
I read, I read a lot. I read a lot and I try to stay informed on stuff. And I think I've mentioned this book before. Years ago, I read this book. I, I, I think the name is not good and the book was incredible. It's called McMafia. And it was all about like black markets and how they've, how they've grown and what they do. And one of the main things I walked away with from this book was going, okay, human trafficking is like one of the most evil things on earth. And I don't think that mm-hmm. we talk about how prevalent it is and how vicious and, and how it happens and why it happens. And as soon as I read that book, I go, okay, like every time I've heard someone make an argument to legalize sex work, I think of the things I read in that book. I go, yeah, if anything that takes away the black market's ability to torture people, you got to do it. So if it, regulating, being able to know where sex work is happening, how to keep it safe, how to keep, you know, the women involved safe, make sure there's not being trafficked, make sure that everyone's healthy, making sure, making sure that there is someone keeping an eye on vulnerable people. All of those reasons, I just right away go, I don't need to read too much about this to just go, I think this should be legalized. It's just my opinion. Other people disagree. Other mm-hmm. people disagree. Um, now, there's a whole other side of it too that I feel, which is, it's not my place to tell anybody what to do with their body. And I believe that in many different areas. And this is one of them. And where I go, if somebody, if this is not driven by manipulation and this is not, you know, you hear so many sad stories and the cliche people who get into this line of work after suffering abuse or trauma. And then you hear some other people go, but what if it's not that? What if I, and and I'm going to say, I'm going to use the phrase, women because, I mean, I don't know how you identify, but, um, I identify as a woman. So yeah. I had a feeling. And then I feel like it's also women's bodies that people constantly try to control. Sit here and go, well, what if I'm just like a self-actualized woman who is healthy and psychologically I'm totally okay with this. And physically I'm really careful and confident that I'm safe and this is a job that works for me. And I I go, who am I to tell you how to use your body? Who am I? It's not my right. It's not my right. So for those reasons, I also go, yeah, sure. Like if this is safe and healthy and you feel now with all those things being said, you are in a situation where you are in a PhD program for something that sounds all your self-deprecation aside. And I know you're saying, it's just arts and crafts. There's a lot of people as smart as I'm. And that speaks very um, well to you. But the fact of the matter is, I'm not as smart as you. I couldn't do what you do. And it does bum me out that you need to find, I guess, any day job to be able to pay your rent mm-hmm. when you're doing what you do. So the question becomes, with all those thoughts morphing together, where do you land on that spectrum of, is this a, right? This could range from, I find it exciting and fun and it's this kind of secret side gig that I have that's totally up my alley and I'm super sex positive and I'm a sexual person and I can also make money of it, all of it, holy shit, to there's some level of necessity that has that I had to reconcile with to, you know, God forbid trauma, you know, there's other people in the world with coercion that lead them to this. So I'm just wondering all your thoughts on this. Cause I'm sure you've had to think about your own story and think about all of these factors way more than I have. Yes. Well, you will be happy to know that I have zero trauma in my, in my background. Um, I, I feel so bad because I listened to so many of your episodes in it. It seems like so many people have trauma. And I always just want to give them a hug and, you know, let them know, you know, that we're here for them. But um, yes, I, I do not have any trauma. I had a, you know, happy, happy childhood. Um, I mean, I, I do struggle with depression, anxiety, like a lot of people. Um, and I, I mean, I, I had an eating disorder for a little while. Uh, that's a, that's a whole nother thing. But that, that didn't stem from any specific source of trauma is just one of those things where it's like, I don't know why my brain is like this, but I guess that's just how it is. 
Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky on, on that front that, you know, I have, you know, sort of a healthy background. And as far as the, the sex trafficking stuff goes, I do have to uh, plug another podcast, I guess. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I go running and, and walking a lot and I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, right now I've actually been sort of mainlining Beautiful Anonymous, which is why I've been so in the Beautiful Anonymous zone, um, lately, but there's a podcast called you're wrong about and they they had a really good episode on um on sex trafficking they're sort of the pretty multifaceted issue and sort of the sesta fosta thing and and the whole back page i'm not sure if you're familiar with you know that's where sex workers used to find a lot of work and then they shut it down and then there's various consequences anyway that's a whole long long podcast but really really interesting so as far as where I land, I guess I, I'm somewhere sort of in the middle. Like it, I definitely started because of necessity and I keep going partly because of necessity. But um, I do want to be clear, like I'm not doing anything that I don't want to do or anything that I'm uncomfortable with and I am very safe about it. And I'm vaccinated and, you know, I'm safe with COVID stuff too, as in addition to the sort of sexual STI side of things. So I'm, I'm very safe with that. Um, but yeah, no, it is also, it is also kind of fun having like a second life. Let's pause right there. Kind of fun having a second life. That is a, uh, simple collection of words that has profound impact. I feel like that's the motivating factor in a lot of people's craziest stories. It's kind of fun having a second life. Sort of a mantra for this whole show in a way. Let's check out some ads. Be right back. Thanks for our advertisers. Now let's get back to the phone call. Um, but yeah, no, it is also it is also kind of fun having like a second life um because you know as a as a phd engineering student as you may imagine i i was not the wildest uh not exactly the wildest person in college or anything um never partied i have to say like your tone of voice doesn't shout partier and i'm the same way i'm the same way like the vision I have, obviously, I only know your voice, but the vision I have in my head is not that, it, this, not, and it could be, it could be, but I'm not seeing bottle service down on a boat off the coast of Miami. <laughs> this is not what your voice screams necessarily. I could be wrong. No, no, I'm very, I'm very, oh my gosh. I think I very much give off the goody two shoes kind of vibe. So, I mean, not that, not that I, I mean, like I, I, I try, but you know, sometimes I feel like with um, sort of that kind of vibe, people think you're, you know, like kind of like, oh, they're very nice and pleasant, but like kind of boring. Like, no, I, you know, got stuff going on. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so, so this is kind of kind of an an aspect of that where it's like, no, I'm not just like just boring person. Um, I don't know. I was just sort of kind of also just stuck a little bit and I mean I was stuck in my research and I don't know I just sort of you know wake up every day do the same thing just sort of felt like I was in a loop and I just like felt like I was just losing it a little bit and I was like I just want to kind of break something um and I guess that's not like super specific but you know you just kind of want just wanted something to change and so this was sort of a part of that too and I had never uh yeah, again, I'd never done the, you know, bottle service in Miami. Sounds sounds lovely. Um, so <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let me let me do a complete 180 here <laughs> and try something different. Um, and it's been, yeah, it's really interesting. It's a good way to go out and like see the city because I, I had moved here January 2020. So <laughs> I did not get a lot of time in the city. And then actually I spent... Um, I spent March to November with my grandparents in a retirement community in Florida. So that was also very much not, no bottle service happening there. Um, it was, Wait you know, a second. I, out by like nine. I, I stayed <laughs> with my parents in their retirement community for five weeks. You stayed for like six months? It was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Um, they live in the villages. Have you ever heard of that one? I watched a documentary on the villages. Oh, yeah. They're all very excited about that. They're like, hey, look, you know, people know who we are. They're, they're, they're really into, into that. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a giant cult a little bit. It's, uh, there's like 150,000 people there. You can't, don't, don't quote me on that number, but um, they're always expanding. So there's just a huge amount of people there. Yeah, it's crazy. Driving everywhere in your golf cart. I was playing golf like three times a week. <laughs> it's great. It's great to be retired. With I your grandparents? Yeah, with my grandparents. With, uh, yeah, I'd have like, uh, I'd play with the neighborhood ladies and uh, neighborhood guys on Wednesdays. And then I'd play with my grandparents on like the weekend. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I had a good time staying down at my gra- my parents are not in the villages, but they were in a community. We stayed there for weeks, and I'd be. I mean, I think listeners might remember because there were some calls where all of a sudden it's like, well, and now my dad has pulled into the garage behind me while I'm talking with someone about the hardest experience of their life. Uh, welcome to Beautiful Anonymous, <laughs> live from my parents' yeah. garage. Um, wow. Yeah. That's like a whole other thing. I just want you to know too, Anita has alerted me that that's actually why Anita was like psyched on the, uh, on the seeking arrangement thing, but really it was like, yeah, Yeah. this thing with lived in a village full of elderly people. Yeah. 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 So you see, I, I'm, I am full of multitudes here. I've got, you know, I'm partially a retired 70 year old man, but I'm Uh also on seeking Uh arrangement, but I also have, uh, you know, my day job as a PhD in uh, engineering and, you know, in my off times, I, uh, have my four dogs that I hang out with. So (laughs) sort of, uh, I guess sort of a personality crisis a little bit there, but you know, it's all, it's all part of me. I got, I've got just different facets, you know, so if you have any questions about any 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 of the many things I just yeah, threw out. I can. wanna I hope we can get to this stuff about the villages. I have I have more questions about yeah. the track we were already on, if that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um so let's just be let's let's just get to the nitty gritty of the uh lascivious side of it. Well, when you when you enter this situation, this the first time you when when you're messaging somebody on this website and you go, "I'm actually going to go meet this human being," your heart must be racing. You don't know how it's going to go, so I guess the question you is, know, like, how does it go? Yeah, you know, I it it should be you know, and I always had like my mom in the back of my mind going like, you know, like, don't be strangers off the internet. But like, I, I don't know, for for whatever reason, I think maybe just because I, you know, didn't have too much experience with that. I don't know. I just like, didn't have that um, alarm going off in my head. Like, oh, yeah, just meeting someone for coffee. It'll be fine. Um, I think like, maybe like the first couple of times you're like, this is weird. But then like, after a little while, you sort of get used to it. And, you know, it's nice when it's like, I don't care if I see them or not. So it's, there's like no pressure on, on my end. Um, I mean, like, I guess a little bit because it's like, well, I, I do want like some sort of relationship where I get money, but it's also like easy enough to find another person <laughs> just because there's so many people. Um, and so it's really, cause when I would go on like regular dates, oh man, I would get, I would get so nervous, so nervous. But on these ones, it's like, I like if you like me cool if you don't that's fine like it's just you know hanging out chatting with someone um and if they like you cool if they don't also cool um so I don't know I like I I was like weirdly not nervous about all I don't I don't know if I just sort of like detached from it a little bit um and as far as like like with sex stuff um like I've I've had a couple long-term boyfriends before this and I'd sort of um broken up with with a boyfriend right before starting doing this and that was also sort of a catalyst like oh I'm you know single single um so like why the heck not um but I'd never really I don't know never really had like too much of like an attachment to it like you know like it's it's nice and 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 fun and stuff but it wasn't something that I I know I was never particularly like too like precious about it or anything not to 
like, I don't know, make it sound that, but you know, it's kind of hard to explain, but um, it's just sort of something that I felt fine in just, you know, meeting up with someone and like, in in doing that. Um, So I was like, you know, uh, fine, feeling fine doing that. And I, I, you know, I was like, if I did it once and I didn't like it, I absolutely would not have kept going. But I was like, you know what, like, this is, this is actually oddly enough fine for me, which is kind of weird because I know I used to be like really um, kind of shy. Um, and like I said, whenever I went on like, you know, normal, quote unquote, normal dates, I'd always get like so nervous. But um, there's something about the site where it just fosters a lot of honesty, I guess, sort of in the way that Beautiful Anonymous does, because, you know, people on the site um, <laughs> no, I've never, generally don't never want imagined. to. Never yeah, imagined that we'd be. Oh yeah, there's one thing that reminds me of my world in the uh, Sex for Cash Underground. It's your podcast, Chris. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you meet people on there who don't often uh, want to, you know, show you their entire identity because. Uh, for various reasons, like they have a high profile job or something. And so it's really just like, they're very honest about like, this is who I am. And like, this is who I want. And this is what I want to do. Um, and, you know, there's sort of an honesty and like freeness that comes with that when you're not so worried about your own, like holding up your own identity and like trying to be something you're you're not like, you're not trying to impress the other person. You're not trying to fit yourself into a mold for someone else. You're just like, this is, this is who I am. And then like, if you don't like it, it's fine. Cause again, there are so many people on that website that it's like, just keep moving on. So, so yeah, Chris, whether you know it or not, you, you are on uh you are on the uh, version of seeking arrangement. <laughs> wow. Who knew? Now, do you maintain a dating life outside of this currently, or is this has this kind of filled that slot? Yeah, so for a while it, it filled filled that slot. I was on um I'm on like the regular I was on the regular dating apps as well, but oh man, it's it's, it's kind of crazy because it, it'd be so easy to meet someone on speaking arrangement, right? And then it would be so difficult on the regular apps to first of all match with someone and then when you do match with someone you'd exchange maybe like two messages and then they just would like never answer back and so I was just like not really meeting people that way either I mean I hadn't like closed myself off to it but it's just sort of you reach a a little bit of a frustration with that (laughs) after a certain point when it's just like oh my god this is terrible um so I'd kind of you know dabbled on and off with that and I sort of started seeing someone recently who I I like so um depending on how that goes like if I if I if I do end up seeing quote-unquote a regular person (laughs) for sort of more because I in my in my regular life I'm definitely more of a monogamous relationship person so if that were to happen I would I would stop doing the the seeking arrangement stuff I think I don't know how the other person would feel about it um that's yeah that's another thing I've been thinking about like if I get into a monogamous relationship with someone like do I want (laughs) when or if do I bring this up because it's like you know theoretically if you know if they're the right person then they should you know accept so thus far you haven't when you've dated people you haven't been telling them this thus far you have to you have to figure out how that's I mean I how that's gonna go so I started this in April as we're speaking right now it's the end of September so it's been almost six months and in that time I hadn't met anyone where it went longer than like one date (laughs) so Mm -hmm. this wasn't the need to but I did sort of meet someone uh the other week who we we like really hit it off um and so that's sort of an ongoing thing he it it was a little annoying like we we really hit it off and then he was like well actually I have to go back home for a little bit because of like 
it was kind of a weird, like he's been working from home. So he doesn't necessarily, his, his office is based one place. His home with his parents is another place. And he was in the city just kind of floating around. And so, I don't know. So anyway, so he, he's back home with his parents, I think right now, trying to figure out like if he has to go live near his job or if he can come back to the city. So that's also kind of, uh, strange. <laughs> um, so, so depending on if he comes back, I guess, uh, then, then sort of I'll have to figure that out. But, um, yeah, no, in, in, in the months that I've been doing it, I just never met anyone that I saw consistently enough to like need to bring it up, um, until now. So it just, it, it hasn't, hasn't really been an issue so far. So Good luck. Okay. I, I imagine that's. I imagine that bridge is what you've thought long and hard about about crossing and how <laughs> cross it and how the reaction will be. Um, I want to. Yes. I want to circle back to something you said a, a few moments ago. I gotta mm-hmm. see how you feel about this, because I bet there's yeah there's listeners who have it on their mind and it's it's sticking in my brain as well. You said you know like oh there's there's a certain level of honesty because people want to maintain their anonymity. So that kind of leads to, let's just put it on the table, say what we want very clearly. And you had said, you know, like maybe someone works in a high profile job. Now, yeah, the stereotype of these sites, as I understand them, is mm-hmm. another reason someone might want to keep their identity hidden is because they're married and seeking. Mm, yeah. So I don't know if, that's just a stereotype and it's not as true as I think, or if it's something that you've had to have a conversation with yourself about. Yeah. So it it is definitely a thing. Um, There's some people who aren't, but there's some people who are. I personally try to avoid that just because I feel a little, a little weird about it. Um, Yeah. I guess I haven't interrogated it too, too much other than knowing like, I don't feel a hundred percent, comfortable helping someone like eat on their wife um that seems a little i mean and there's there's various reasons like you know sometimes they'll they'll be like uh we're married but like we haven't really you know really like been in love in a long time and it's basically we're just like in a loveless marriage things like that but it's still like uh, it's a little 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 too sticky for me so i mean i guess i could have you know, some people could lie about that, but I, I think for the most part, they, they don't again, because it's, you know, for whatever reason, this website, you know, people feel really comfortable being, you know, pretty honest. Um, so I, I generally try to avoid that, but, um, no, most of the guys I have met, I mean, they, they tend to skew a little older, but there are also, you know, some youngerish, youngerish guys. Um, but it's a lot of, a lot of guys, who just like don't have time for for regular dating because they're so busy with their job or they just don't have the emotional bandwidth for like a real relationship with like an actual girlfriend but you know they still want somebody you know they still want that intimacy because you know we're just we're all humans and we all need that um so yeah so it's, I, I generally try to stick towards there's the other guys who are like, I don't want like a full-time girlfriend, but I do want somebody to, to like go out to dinner with and like, you know, be with sometimes. Um, so that's, that's kind of generally how I, how I skew, but yeah, no, no judgment towards people who, who, um, who go the other way. But just for me personally, I, I felt too weird about the whole married thing. So it's like, I'll just stay out of that. <laughs> and does that, does that limit, I mean, I have to imagine if, if you're in your position, I have to imagine people are reaching out to you. You don't, do you, I actually don't know if that's mm-hmm. true. Or do you go through people's profiles and try to establish contact? Is it something you make clear in your profile that you're, it's a line? I'd have to imagine yeah. it, it limits yeah. the pool, I bet, right? Yeah, a little bit. So some sometimes if I'm bored, I guess mostly I'll, I'll go through and, and, um, look at different people's profiles and, and send them a message. And sometimes they'll get back to me. Sometimes they don't, but yeah, most of the time it's, it's guys sending, sending me messages. 
And yeah, and so like on my profile, uh, I don't have like a lot of like distinguishing details on on that. I just sort of put, you know, like, oh, I'm a grad student in mechanical engineering and I'm, you know, looking for, you know, a sugar relationship, I guess. Um, and so, you know, when people message you, they, they sort of know what the know what the deal is. Um, and so sort of, you know, go back and forth a little bit on the site. If they're not, if they seem like a, a normal person, um, switch to text and then maybe go get coffee or something. You know, I always try to meet in like a, a public place first for safety reasons. Again, I, I try to be like pretty, pretty safe about, um, about everything. So, um, yeah, so it is, it is, you do, I can't imagine some girls on there must get so many messages because I felt like I was getting a lot of messages and I'm, again, like just kind of like a average, like I, I, I'm not like, you know, particularly noteworthy looking. I don't, I don't think, um, and I think it's mostly the, the PhD that, you know, these guys like, um, but you know, I'm sure there are a bunch of girls on there who are, you know, basically supermodels <laughs> and they must just get whew, flooded with information. I'm also, I'm 27. Um, I think there are a lot of it's actually, I think, more common than than people probably realize. Like, um, there are probably a lot of undergraduate girls who do it, which, you know, I hope that they. Um, I, I do worry about like the younger girls a little bit. Who, if they're if they're doing it, maybe they're um, you know not as aware of you know sort of how the world works. But um, you know, I mean, undergrads don't really make any. <laughs> they have they have very little spending money available. So I think it's like fairly popular among like, you know, students in, in general. So, you know, uh, I'm sure like, yes, the young, hot undergrads probably get so many messages. Um, but I mean, like I, yeah, I would, I would sort of turn it on and turn it off. <laughs> like I would turn it on for like a couple days and there'd be like an overwhelming amount of messages. So then I would turn it off and like sift through those messages and like filter out like, you know, oh maybe I'll go meet like two of these guys. And then if those work out, then like I would don't need to turn it back on for a while. And if they don't if they don't work out, then I I will turn it back on. So like right now I I I have it have it turned off because like I have, you know, a solid enough people that um I don't have to like worry about like are they gonna want to see me again or not like I know that they they do want to see me again and so I can sort of reliably know like okay I will be able to like make enough money from the people that I have right now so it I feel like you haven't said anything to indicate that this would be the case and it sounds like it is compartmentalized differently than dating but have you ever have you ever found yourself liking one of these guys or feeling like, oh, I wonder if we would date outside of this? Yes. Yes, Whoa. actually. I, I did not I... expect that. <laughs> Ooh, now there's a story. Or stories. Who knows? Didn't see that one coming. Have the answer to that one when we get back. Thanks to the advertisers who helped this show exist. Now let's finish the phone call. Have you ever, have you ever found yourself liking one of these guys or feeling like, oh, I wonder if we would date outside of this? Yes, yes, Whoa, actually. I, I did not I, expect that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so like I said, not that there, I mean, I was most, I was recently listening to the one episode where there was a 27 year old dating a, a man who was, who was 53 and uh, no judgment about that at all. And I, yeah, I've been with guys who are 53. Um, but these were sort of younger guys. One guy is about the same age as me. And then there was another guy who was in his early thirties. Um, and so, yeah, I sort of, um, met them so the, the guy who's about my age so this this one was this one was a little 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 sticky um he had just moved to new york and he did have a girlfriend but they were kind of like not together sort of together weird relationship and i was like 
I probably shouldn't do this, but like, I like you and I like spending time with you. So, you know, we sort of would see each other like once a week for, you know, it was like a couple months. And then I sort of got to the point where I was like, I was like, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't really do that. I was like, what's, what's the deal with you and your girlfriend? Cause like, I, I don't think I can, I don't think I can do this anymore. Like, I, I, I don't think I want to, I don't think I can like keep doing a casual relationship and not like, you know, be sad about that. <laughs> um, so that, that sort of ended because he's like, yeah, because they'd been together for like, I don't know, like seven years or something crazy. I was like, dude, you need to put a ring on it or, or break up. Like that's a long time. This is actual conversation you had with the guy. Yeah. It's like, so what are we? And you still have a girlfriend and he's like, yeah. And so we sort of like sat down. He's like, I want to try with her and like, I really enjoyed spending time with you, but yeah, you're right. And like, I, I do kind of feel weird about it. And so I think I want to, you know, we should, we should, we should probably stop. And I was like, yeah, that that seems like a good idea. So that one was a little, uh, that one I felt not great about. And that's sort of why I continue to steer clear of that in general of people who are kind of in relationships already um, even if it's like, oh, well, I'm not really. It's like, yeah, but you, you, you kind of are. Um, so, so that that was that one. Um, I don't know if you have any questions about that before I move on to the other guy. What's the What's the other guy? Yeah, let's let's just lay it out. Yeah, so the other guy. Um, I actually met his friend. His friend had the had the profile who I had interacted with, but. Um, we sort of, it was like a kind of like a group hangout sort of deal, like, you know, sort of like a party type situation. Um, and so he, so the, this was his friend who was there, who I, who I hit it off with. And so, um, I'm not sure, like, I never really particularly like explicitly said like what I was like doing, but like he knew like where I came from, like how, how his friend met me. So like, I kind of just like, yeah, you, 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 you kind of know what's happening here. And so that one was, um, I, again, I would see him, you know, well, there was like one weekend where I saw him like every day and then like, you know, usually like once a week, but that one definitely was more on like, I, I, I guess more on, on my side, like, you know, sometimes I'd, text them and then like he wouldn't text me back and I'd be like okay <laughs> awkward um and so that that one just sort of after a while it's just sort of like okay I just need to <laughs> I just need to let that let that go and so I just sort of you know we just sort of stopped contacting each other but um I mean the time we did spend together was like you know I I liked him a lot and we had like a good time I thought um but it's just yeah it's kind of I don't know, kind of mixed signals, I guess. Like, it's like, while we're together, it seems like you like me. But then when I'm gone, it's like, I don't exist. Uh, which, I mean, that we didn't have, like, we hadn't, like, laid out specifically what the terms of the relationship or anything was. I mean, it was kind of assumed to be a, a casual thing. And so, um, yeah, so I was, like, kind of, kind of saw, like, the writing on the wall with that one. Like, okay, he just you know, doesn't want like a actual relationship. So just kind of let that one, that one peter out. Um, yeah. Wow. I did not expect that answer. <laughs> I thought there was going to be I'm a firm so line of like, no, these guys are what, this is what it is. And that's that, but two different times in only a few months. You've, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was going to be a firm line too. Most most of the time it is. I I wasn't I wasn't expecting that either. But um, yeah, I guess you just you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> wow, wow. Do you <laughs> do you think about the longevity of this? Are you just going to go with it? Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah. Tell me this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have thought about like, how long can I keep doing this? And, um, 
you know, it's sort of like, well, until if I meet someone that I want to be in a relationship with, I think I will stop doing that just because that's sort of a lot to handle at once. Um, and, you know, the other person may or may not be comfortable with it. Um, <laughs> that's a that's another conversation, too. Um, but other than that, I mean, I mean, I definitely don't want to do it for, you know, ever. Um, and I'm sure there is, unfortunately, there is probably a shelf life for it for, um, you know, women, uh, you know, have the various standards, like once you're over the age of whatever, you know, guys are not going to want to pay you anymore. Um, they, you know, generally looking for someone younger, which is, you know, a whole whole thing and like a little, little uncomfortable. But um, I mean, I would, I have a, another year after this year in my PhD program. So I would, you know, theoretically just keep going until I, you know, move to somewhere cheaper or get like a real job that pays, you know, more money. Um, and then I wouldn't, wouldn't need to do it anymore. But um, I've, I've sort of slowed down a little bit. It was definitely like during the summer I had more free time. Um, so I was, you know, doing, doing that a little bit more, but, you know, once the semester started up, I was like, okay, you know, I have like a couple solid people that I know that, um, I can rely on. So I, I sort of just, you know, I haven't, I haven't been on the site in a long time. I have, you know, I currently have my, um, account like, you know, asleep or whatever. Um, so I'm not getting any new messages, but yeah, for sure. It's sort of, you know, there's like a couple different, um, you know, cases, I guess this is the, the nerd, nerd side of me coming out a little bit. I, I sort of think about it. Like if you're, you're coding and you're in like a, in a loop and you're going through and you have like sort of these stopping cases, you're like, do this unless this or else this or else this. And so that's sort of like, if you meet someone, stop. If you move somewhere cheaper, stop. If you get a real job that pays you money, stop or if you just don't like it and get overwhelmed stop um otherwise keep going um so i think between all those i'll <laughs> you know it's not something that i'm gonna do for like years and years and years and years i don't really see doing it for more than like another year or so so um, that's that's a fascinating answer yeah. that's a fascinating answer that there's all these stop points um yeah now that you've you've dived into this world I'm sure it's not something that you expected a few years back. You're <laughs> not in it. at all. You sound like you've wrapped your head around it well. You sound like you know what it is. Do you, if there if there was if there were other avenues to get the disposable income this is getting you. Now that you've experienced it objectively, do you go, "Oh, there's I'd probably do almost anything else, which is, you know, what some people might expect. Or do you go, no, there's other jobs that I'd look at it and go, no, that sounds like a pain in the ass. And I'd actually rather choose this as, as the side gig if I have to have one. You know what I mean? Yes. No, I, I have, I have also thought about that because for a while I, I'm sort of looking at more, um, legitimate side gigs, I, I suppose. Um, mostly because I sort of was like, oh, I should get more, experience in doing things um for whatever job I want to get after my PhD or something but yeah no totally this is so much easier <laughs> it's way less time um uh the other the guys like their their whole thing is like I just want to make you happy I'm like great you want to make me happy you give me money you take me out to nice restaurants like done 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 like <laughs> this is so much easier <laughs> um, <laughs> which I, I feel is maybe a little little flippant but like it's so true <laughs> so you're straight up just like um, i've done it like i there's other side gigs where i'd go eh, screw that i can work <laughs> if my job is to get taken taken out to some expensive place versus this other job i actively choose this that's 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 uh <laughs> And that answer goes against, because yeah. right? the cliche of this world is that 
people go, you know, I'm looking for the first way out. First stop I can, first stop on this train that I can jump off, I'm out. But it is really interesting to hear someone who's in it going, I'd really look around at the stop, see what that stop has to offer before I got off. I'd make sure. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, it, it is. Uh, it's really interesting. I, I uh, you know, on Twitter also more than I probably should be. I never I never tweet because it seems seems like the best way to not lose your mind on Twitter is to just um, read what other people have to say and not tweet because otherwise you will have, you know, 10,000 strangers yelling at you. Um, you. Not that I have enough followers in that sort of traction, but uh, <laughs> I'm like, better just better just not, not, not tweet, better to not tweet, better to keep that opinion to myself. Um, but I, I see other, other people talking about, you know, there's lots of people who are, you know, great about talking about like sex work and stuff. And again, I don't want to, don't want to seem like I'm, <laughs> I'm speaking for all sex workers, but that is actually like, I've, I've seen that opinion a lot where it's like, a lot of people think like, oh, you're forced into this and we need to get you out of this. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, I am, I am choosing to do this and this is like a good way to make money. And like, you know, I like doing this. Um, so there, I, I'm sure there are people who, you know, are not in it by choice, but there are, there are a lot of women who are like, no, this is a great way for me to make money. <laughs> and I guess I, I fall into that camp. I'm like, yeah, I, like, again, if, if you're fine with everything and you're being safe and you enjoy it, then like, it is a... <laughs> Really easy way to make money, yes. And that's what I was saying at the top where I go, if there's people out there who are going, yeah. I'm healthy, I'm well-adjusted, physically I'm healthy, psychologically I'm healthy, my body, I go, as some dude sitting far away, I there you go. I'll shut up. It's not my right to tell you what to do, you know? <laughs> uh, now, as far as some of the underside with it, like we said of, you know, people, um, you know, getting tangled up in other people's marriages, getting tangled up in other people's family lives. Mm -hmm. That's where it goes. But it sounds like you've thought long and hard about it. It's not, I mean, like, it sounds like that situation where someone had a girlfriend came pretty close and it sounds like you saw right there of like, Oh, this is, this is a mess. This is, this is a mess yeah. to get tangled up in. <laughs> do you ever know? Do you know? Do you ever? Yeah. Do you ever like look at that guy's Instagram or something and see if they're still together? Um. No, I think I only looked at his Instagram like once. Uh, I don't think he he doesn't really post on it anymore. Mm. Um. But now I think I will. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> if that guy calls you up one day and goes. I'm single. I realized what I was doing was wrong. I shouldn't have been, I shouldn't have been playing that game. Um, it's broken off. And I realized that even though we met in this really specific way that we clicked hard, can I just take you out to take you out? You know, no money involved. I just want to go on a date with you. What do you say? Yeah, I feel like the what the like smart like feminist answer is to be like no, uh, but like honestly, like yeah, I like giving people second chances, you know. And it, I understand that it was you know a weird, complicated place because I was also in that weird, complicated place, and you know, so I I probably would, um, you know, just to see what he what he has to say. And it it wasn't like I felt like he was doing anything wrong. It was all just like kind of a complicated mess. So it wasn't like I had any like hard feelings against him or anything. So yeah, I, I, I probably would just cause you know, like he, I guess it feels weird to say, but like he, he's a nice guy from, from what I could tell. He's just, you know, sometimes people's personal romantic lives get messy. Um, and you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're, you know, a bad person. So, um, yeah, I, I probably, I probably would. I, I know a lot of wow. listeners are going to be like, girl, no, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yes. Now that you've called it out, people can just recognize it, but there, it, that will be a moment where people go, geez. <laughs> now we've got, <laughs> we've got a little less than, uh, four minutes left. 
that documentary. Well, I was going to say that documentary made it look like the villages had like an undercurrent of like sex and drugs and parties and drama. Did you find that to be true? (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I was with the, the pretty, uh, straight laced grandparents, I guess. I think that would probably be more among the single, um, single people there. Um, yes, I have heard that, you know, there's like extremely high rates of like STDs and and stuff, but, uh, no, my, my grandparents are in their eighties, uh, and, you know, their neighbors are all, you know, lots, lots of people. They're mostly talking about like, Oh, going to the hospital to see the doctor on Wednesday. It was mostly, mostly that. Um, and of course this was during COVID too. So people Uh were like, Uh absolutely not going anywhere. (laughs) Uh Everyone was really careful. Yeah. That, that was the main reason why I stayed for so long is because I was like, if COVID hits the villages and it spreads, that's going to be extremely bad. So I, I wanted to be around just, just in case something went south. Um, and so, so I, I stayed for a while for that, but yes, I, I have heard that. Um, no, mostly it's just a lot of, uh, a lot of Trump people. It was very, very, uh, very right wing. There was a, so you can drive everywhere in your, in your golf cart. Right. And there was, <laughs> there was a golf cart with a Confederate flag license plate on it, which was just like, what, what, what is happening? Right right now and like they were he was parked and like talking to his group of friends outside like waiting for golf and i'm like is no one like no one is addressing this like they're just all like like oh yeah bob and his confederate flag like you don't even need a license plate on a golf cart like you had to go oh my oh, god that's true isn't it oh my god that's true you went out of your <laughs> like, way to what? add a license what plate just for that see that's why you that's why you're gonna <laughs> have a phd that's why I have a bachelor's degree in American <laughs> studies and you're about to get a PhD in arts and crafts because you're smart enough to put that together. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. No, I, I like almost went over there and like yelled at him and my grandma was like, don't, don't do that, <laughs> which is probably smart. But I think I could take the, you know, what 75 year old man. Like I'm, I could take him. It'd be fine. What's the last thing you need? <laughs> so you've got a promising, you've We've got a minute left. I'm wondering, when you get yeah. your PhD, are you going to academia? Are you working for NASA? Are there other ways to apply your arts and crafts knowledge? One minute. Give me the bullet points of where you want to end okay. up. One minute. Okay, I do not want to go into academia. It seems like a lot of grant writing and teaching classes, and I do not trust myself to teach the youth of tomorrow. So that is a hard no from me. Uh, going to work for NASA also, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe not. I definitely like doing the hands-on arts and crafts type research, and I'm not necessarily interested in having a concrete, like, application that's gonna, you know, save the world. More interested in making things that look neat. And so to that end, I've, I've also taken a lot of, um, architecture classes in my time at grad school as well. So I'm sort of interested in the overlap between, sort of robotic fabrication and engineering and architecture. So I'm sort of more interested in sort of those experimental spaces where, you know, you, you do sort of interactive displays and, you know, using robotics to make sort of, you know, interesting artistic applications. Um, I always joke, I'm not good enough as an artist to be just an artist and I'm not good enough at engineering to be just an engineer. So I, I like to exist in this weird middle space where I can kind of be mediocre at both. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it takes me. That was one of the most, I mean, that is the succinct minute long breakdown of someone who has had to learn how to do academic writing. No fluff on that. Well, I mean, that's also what happens when you have to field the same question from everyone in the, you know, retirement community. They ask (laughs) you the same question every day. You get it down, you get it down. (laughs) Elevator pitch right there. Golf cart pitch. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for being so open and honest. I feel like you opened a door to um, to a world that I think uh, we've all heard about, but you're in it. You're in it. And I, I want you most of all to uh, stay safe, stay happy. And uh, and I, I know that there's, you know, when you talk about sex work, I don't like to, I don't like to travel in cliches, but there is 
historically there's danger there. And I just always, I mean, you're clearly such a smart person. I hope you just stay safe and smart and, and happy and really look out for yourself. Thank you so much. And you stay, you stay safe and, and happy and play outside some more and postpone work. I highly recommend it. Well, if I not listen, <laughs> nobody's paying me. Nobody, I'm not, I need to, I need, I need to put in the work hours. Okay. Cause nobody's paying for it from this guy. So. Okay. No one's paying to take you out to dinner. That's a, that's a shame. <laughs> no, if, if there was somebody who wanted to pay me to go out to dinner, then maybe I'd have some more time to play outside if I had the disposable <laughs> income, but I'm not getting the gigs I got a couple years ago. So anyway, <laughs> thank you All so right. much for the thank call. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Caller, thank you so much. And like I said, main thing I'll say is if you're happy and safe and you feel like this is the life for you, no judgment, and I got your back. And I just hope all those things remain true. And you sound so smart. And I hope that if and when you decide it's time to uh, move on, that it is born out of a sense of agency and not because anything bad. Anyway, this show is produced by Anita Flores. It's engineered by Jared O'Connell and Marcus Hom. Our theme song is by Shell Shack. Go to chrisgeth.com if you want to know more about me, including... Upcoming live dates, live beautiful anonymous tapings are out there amongst them. Wherever you're listening, there's a button that says subscribe or favorite or follow, some version of that. And when you hit that button, it helps the show so much. You can find our latest merch at podswag.com. There's mugs, shirts, posters, and more. Find ad-free episodes of Beautiful Anonymous, plus WTF with Mark Marin, and honestly, just a ton of other great shows over at Stitcher Premium. Use the promo code STORIES for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium. 